Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music in the Scriptures. This is the third podcast. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. I want to thank everybody who have been listening and been following this podcast. This podcast is simply, once again, is to bring biblical, practical teaching to this generation. Today, on this third episode, we're going to deal with overcoming grief and sorrow. Grief and sorrow, then some point in time in life that we all have to deal with and have to overcome. Grief and sorrow does not just come just with a lost loved one. It can come through divorce. It can come from a, a family falling out or a breakup or anything like that. You know, and some people may be thinking, no, it's not that deep. Well, for some, it is that deep. <laughs> so uh, we're going to tap into it today. We're going to see what the Word of God teaches us about overcoming grief and sorrow. Because that is not something that the Lord wants us to stay in forever. And uh, believe it or not, there is a right and a wrong way to grief or to grieve. So let's dig, dig right into it. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 53. Uh, verse 4 and 5 It says Surely he hath borne our griefs And carried our sorrows Yet we esteemed him Stricken, smitten of God And afflicted But he was wounded for our transgressions He was bruised for our iniquities The chastisement of our peace Was upon him And with his stripes or his bruises We are healed so this verse right here is telling us that he's bore our griefs. Talking about Jesus. Jesus bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows on the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions, our sins. He was bruised. The stripes that they placed and whipped Jesus on his back. Every stripe that he took, every whooping that he took, he took for us. Every stripe that was on his back, he took for us. It says he was bruised for our iniquities and our peace was upon him. And with those stripes that they put on his back, we are healed from that. Healed from what? Not only healed physically, healed mentally, healed spiritually and so forth and so on. Jesus came to heal the whole man, not just part of man, but the whole man. So he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. So whatever Jesus bore, we should not be bearing. You see what I'm saying? If he bore it for us, then we should not be bearing it. You understand what I'm saying? Now, follow me. Now, the Bible's very clear on resisting sin. Let's look at that. Let's look at James chapter 4. James chapter 4. Let me get there. James chapter 4. Look at verse 7. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Or resist the devil or resist sin. Or resist the devil. He will flee from you. But notice the first part. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, Jesus bore our sins. Shouldn't we resist sin? Right. So then we also should resist everything that he bore for us that's trying to now come on us. So if there's an overwhelming sense of grief and sorrow that comes upon us when something, you know, tragic happens in our lives, 
we have to resist that. It's not saying that you won't uh, be sad when a loved one passes because I'm the first to start sharing tears. You know, when someone that you love or someone that you hung out with, you know that they're not no longer on this side of, you know what I'm saying, anymore. So it's not talking about that, but it's talking about, it's talking about a sense of, you know, I can't live without them. You see what I'm saying? You don't ever want to be in a position where you're grieving so much to the point to where now you're you ready to go because, you know, they left. And I'm just using this in the form of a loved one or someone that you know that passed away. Because if you're saying, though, I can't, I don't see how I can go on without them. Well, that's telling the Lord that you place them above the Lord. And what we have to keep in perspective is that particularly when a loved one transitions, you have to keep in mind that especially a baby or a child or whatever have you they're with the lord if they made jesus christ lord of their life and if you know for a fact that the person that transitioned they were born again they accepted christ then you know that they're in heaven and you will see them again the word of god says the bible says the dead in christ shall rise first so you're going to see them again i'm going to see my grandmother again i'm going to see my grandfather again and and so forth so we will see them again that's why the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's go there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look at verse 13. It says, But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. Asleep simply means passed away or death. Notice it said they're asleep. Notice when you sleep, you're going to wake up. See what, I'm, see what he said? Those that are asleep, so they're going to rise again. But it says, I will not have you ignorant concerning those that are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. You see what I'm saying? He didn't say not to sorrow. He says, don't sorrow as those that have no hope. See, if you're in Christ, you have hope. So when we sorrow, your sorrow, like when you sorrow, it's sorrow like, man, you know, at this point in time in my life, I won't be able to hang out with them, but I'm going to see them again. It shouldn't be sorrow to the point to where I'm, willing, I'm ready to take my own life or I'm willing to stop. I'm willing to quit my job and just stay in the house because they were my life. Or if it gets to that point, now you're you're in a position where you're sorrowing as a person that has no hope. In the scripture, he's telling us not to do that. You see what I'm saying? And for some, it's a process. It's a process for some. Sorrow is a process. Let's look up the definition of sorrow. I looked up the definition of a sorrow. It says, a feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortune suffered by oneself or others. So it's not just simply the passing of a loved one. Uh, it could be a divorce. Divorce, believe it or not, is a type of death. It's a death of a marriage. You know, the person's still here on earth, but it's like the situation happened. You may never see that person again. You know, over whatever the situation that happened, you're, you're separating a covenant. It's a death of a covenant. So you can still feel those same type of feelings through a marital divorce. You can feel those type of feelings through a, a family falling out, maybe a cousin or someone that you grew up with and you hung out with and then something happened and 
it was a big falling out, and now, you know, you not, maybe not have maybe not have seen them for like 20 or 30 years, and that has happened, folks. And maybe some listen today that you probably have relatives or people you haven't seen in 20 or 30 years, based off something that happened back in the 70s or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So if that's you, I I pray to God that God touches your heart and you go and get that relationship mended. Not saying y'all may be as close as you once were, but you know, hey, if there's some unforgiveness then we dealt with on the last podcast or whatever, let's pray to God that God will help you guys to come together and get that situation resolved. But yeah, all that can come through that. And people um, grieve differently. You know, sorrow differently. Let's look up the definition for grief. It says grief is a multifaceted response to loss, particularly the loss of a love of someone or something that has died. So someone or something that has died. So the death of a marriage, death of a friendship, so forth, to which a bond or affection was formed. Although conventionally focused on the emotional response to loss, it also has physical, cognitive, behavioral social and so forth so with grief he said he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows so all those things are going to come with some type of loss in your life but remember the focus is not so much not to do it at all is to not do it as if you have no hope you know what i'm saying uh i can speak for myself personally i went through a, a divorce after just one year of marriage and I went through a state of sorrowfulness. It was as my mind, it was as if the person had, you know, passed away and went on to be with the Lord because it was like, you may never see that person again. You may never have contact with that person again based on their decision to divorce. So I had to come to a state where I had to seek the Lord. And there was some days where, you know, hey, I went to work, I did what I had to do. But I had to keep in my mind like, hey, you don't sorrow as those that have no hope. So what I had to do, really, I had to release the person to the Lord and say, hey, there was a decision that they made to do that. But Lord, I just released them back to you and I released my heart from it. And then once I did that, then the healing of God began to take place. You see there, once you release something, then you allow God to come in and heal because the word of God says that Jesus came to heal the broken hearted. You follow what I'm saying? So that was a situation where I, my heart was broke. So I needed the Lord. See, a, 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 a television show couldn't help me. Uh, nothing on social media could help me. Only person that could help me heal was the Lord or those or receiving counsel godly counsel from someone you see what i'm saying so that's just a type of of sorrow or grievance so it's not always necessarily um when someone passes away that's just a type of example because if you're sorrowing or grieving to that point to where you feel like you can't go on then wait a minute now let's put things in perspective now who's your god them or god or the lord you see what i'm saying so we have to keep everything and uh, proper perspective. So let's keep in mind, once again, he's not saying it's a sin to, to be sorrow or grief. He's saying not to sorrow or grieve as those that have no hope. And if you're in Christ Jesus, you have hope. Now, the main thing you have to do is for those that have experienced loss of something or someone, 
you have to win the war in your mind. That's where the battlefield starts. I believe uh, Joyce Meyer says the book, The Battlefield of the Mind. She, she was right. It's the word of God. It's in there. You have to win the war in your mind. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 through 9. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist, there that word again, the word is again, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. So verse six, he says, humble yourselves, the first thing, under the mighty hand of God that he will exalt you in due time. Everyone has a due time. Verse seven, cast all of your care, not some of them, you cast them all, all your cares on the Lord, it says, for he careth for you. Verse 8 says, be sober, thinking clearly, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, see, that's the only enemy we have is the devil. People are not your problem. People are not your enemy. You only have one adversary, and that's the devil. As a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Notice that. So if the Lord, if, if the devil, if the enemy sees us in the state, say, yeah, see, that situation happened. And I see they're, they're constantly saying they can't live without them. Now I'm going to see how I can get into their lives. Folks, there have been people that have grieved so much to a point to where it caused a chemical imbalance in their brain and they have become mentally ill. You see what I'm saying? See, that's, that's, that's what the Lord, when the Lord tells us something in the Word of God, He's not saying that He never says anything just to say things. He's saying things because He sees the ultimate end of the tunnel. Not saying that always, all will always result in a mental illness, but it can result in, in something. Because that's why He says, We saw, He said, I, you know, He's telling us He don't want, you, want us to be ignorant. Uh, sorrow not as those that have no hope. You know what I'm saying? So there's been things that have caused mental illness and the enemy then got in because he saw that, you know, perhaps we were not yielding to the word of God. Or perhaps maybe we did not know what the word of God says about it. And that's perfectly fine. That's why this podcast, God placed this podcast in my heart to teach not only you, but me. Like all I'm learning just like you're learning. I don't know everything. None of us know everything. Nobody. I don't care who you name. The biggest pastor, evangelist, bishop, uh, prophet, whoever you want to name in this earth, no one has exhaust, exhausted the scriptures. We're all still learning. See what I'm saying? But, all I, but our answers is in the word of God, though. So we have to go to the word of God to get the answers. And so that's where we're getting today. So don't feel bad if you're at a point to maybe you're maybe in a sorrowful state right now. Hey. Everybody's going to be there. But remember, it's all about keeping things in perspective. If it's a loss of a loved one or a loss of, like I said, of a situation, a marriage or whatever the case is, just simply release, release it. When I say release, I mean, the Lord, I cast this care over on you. My loved one is with you or this situation is has went south and I even give that to you. But I want to walk freely. Remember, the word of God says that Jesus said, uh, 
my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So the yoke we should be carrying is the is the yoke of the Lord. And he said, that's easy. So Lord wants to make things easy for us. But notice we're all human, we're all natural, we all have emotions. It's just not to a point where we're allowing those emotions to drive us and we talking crazy, thinking crazy. And you know, everything starts, uh, starts in your thought life. So once you start thinking a certain way, then you start talking a certain way. Once you start talking a certain way, then you start acting a certain way. And you know what I'm saying? And so we want to avoid all of that. Just by getting in the word of God and simply uh, seeking God and praying. Prayer really is the, it's a prayer is important, folks. Prayer is not just a, a hotline to get out of trouble. Prayer is, that's how you develop a relationship with God is through prayer. It's fellowship. It's dialogue. Prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. It's you're talking to the Lord and, he, and he's talking to you and you get into that word and he's speaking to you through this word. And, and, and that's how you grow in the word of God. That's how you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So let's let's look at that. Let's look at... um. I don't think I wrote the scripture down. Yeah, let's look at uh, Isaiah chapter 51. Isaiah chapter 51. You still with me? I hope so. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to pray for everyone that may be in a sorrowful state. God will heal you. He will heal your heart of anything. Bible says Jesus healed them all. It's not one person that Jesus won't heal. Not one. Isaiah 51. Look at verse 11. It says, Therefore the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and an everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. Wow. Let's read that again. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion and everlasting joy. Uh Oh, everlasting joy. That's joy. That's unending. Everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee from them. So this verse alone tells us that once we obtain that joy, sorrow sorrow and mourning has to flee what the other scriptures we read resist steadfast in the flit in the faith resist the devil and he will flee from you now he's gonna come back again but he's gonna flee from you at least for for that for that time period you resist and how you resist some people may be asking well how do i resist well understand this first thing you need to know is that you can't fight thoughts with thoughts so you can't just like shake your head like I don't want to think that anymore. No, no, no. You fight thoughts with words. So you can't just if the devil is placing things in your mind that the more you constantly think on it, you will begin to act on it. You'll begin to speak on it. Because notice once you think something like before we speak, you know, your parents ever say think before you speak. Yeah, because when you say something, you're thinking about it before you say it. So the thing is, if thoughts are coming into your mind. You need to speak the opposite of that. You need to speak against it because you know it's not coming from God. So you need to say, no, I resist that in the name of Jesus. What the Bible says about the name of Jesus, Jesus, the name that's above every name. What Jesus declared that whatsoever you say in my name, I will do it. Is what he said. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, that he hears us. That's the word of God. 
So use his name. Use the name of Jesus. Saying the, say the name of Jesus, I resist that. No, my God shall supply all my needs. No, God is the healer of the brokenhearted. But see, for you to say those things, you need to know that God uh, wants those things for you. See, it's going to be hard to resist the devil if you think that God is the one that's putting you through this. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's hard to resist something if you're thinking that, uh, well, maybe I deserve this or maybe this guy trying to teach me something. Well, if you're thinking that, then you, you're not going to resist it. You're just going to deal with it. And I'm already showing you we're going to see from the word of God. And you're not going to see it all in one podcast. Just keep following me and we're going to keep building. The Lord's going to teach us all. But you have to resist him. Him, meaning the devil, with the word of God. You see what I'm saying? This is not religious. This is not a religion that I'm speaking of. Jesus didn't say, I came that you might have religion. He said, I came that you might have life and that more abundantly. So what we're talking about, we're talking about faith in action now. We're talking about uh, faith. With, we're talking about faith with works. Like this is, this is, this, this life, this life of faith is a real life. Spiritual warfare is real. Like all this stuff, I don't care how deep you are. I don't, I don't care what the situation is. Something's going to come against everybody at some point in time in your life. And if you know that that's going to happen, then we need to be fully equipped so that when things arise, we have an answer for it. And our answer is only in the word of God. You can't inebriate the pain away. You, you can't. You, you know what I'm saying? You don't want you can't go to the bar. And that's that's what the scripture is talking about, because if you're not if your hope is not in the Lord, then you're going to try to go to other outlets to try to get rid of this pain that you feel in your heart. So you're going to go to the bar and drink up or have these sexual, uh, crazy sexual encounters or you're going to, um, you know, go shopping crazy or just do just do something that's going to get yourself into going to build up even more sorrow in the end. You see what I'm saying? That's not how we should operate. Okay. So, but understand, we, you know, we can't do better until we know better. But we're all learning to do better. Therefore, we should do better. You see, you follow what I'm saying? So, the Lord is trying to keep us from a lot of stuff that's going on in the world. Really, a lot of stuff that you see going on in the world is a result of sin. It's not a result of, of God. It's a result of sin man's sinful nature you know a lot of things come up we don't want to hear from god we don't want to hear what his word has to say all the anyway the bible was written by a white man anyway you know i'm black i don't need to hear that let me hear something about my coach you know all that kind of foolishness so you can't resist the very one that's trying to help you and i understand we've been hurt in the past i understand that people have lied to us in the past and all that but we getting the truth now and the truth is in the word of god you know, like I said, we've been hiding, you know, birth certificates and money and everything in the Bible. But you know what? Now is the season 2016. It's time to open up and read it. And let's find out what's in here. All our answers is in here. So when in the war against the mind, let's look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Jesus will heal the brokenhearted. He will heal it. Romans chapter 12. Look at verse 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he's telling us to renew our minds in the world. Once you renew your mind, then you will come to know what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So we have to renew our minds in the word of, excuse me, in the word of God. We want to do what the word tells us to do. No, it's not easy. We know that, but it is possible. So when you in spirit, when you experience a loss in your life, whether it's a loss of a job that you have for years, loss of a loved one that transitioned, um, just loss of a, whatever it is, all that stuff is hurtful. Those are things that none of us want to experience in life. But we know that, hey, it's bound to happen. But the thing is, we have to prepare our heart to know what God says is the proper response to it. Because believe it or not, our loved ones that have transitioned and passed on, they're in heaven. Those that are in Christ, they're in heaven. You know, they don't want you down here uh, feeling like you can't go on without them. You know that they will want you to go on and pursue the things that God has called you to do. And if anybody knows that in the Bible, it's my man, Job. We'll read Job, you know, maybe in a later broadcast. This got to dig into that. But Job and lost his, he lost his wealth. He lost his children. He lost his friends. Everything, everything was taken from him. But you know what the Bible says? What the end of the, the, the end of the book of Job says? It says that God restored restored it all and restored it better anytime God restores something he's gonna always bring it back better than it was when you lost it or when it was taken from you so I believe God for you if you're in a situation maybe you lost a child I believe that God is going to restore and give you another child if you're in a situation where maybe the marriage didn't work out for whatever reason, I believe that God's going to restore and he's going to bring you someone that's going to make this next marriage like heaven on earth. And when it comes to family relationships, I believe that when God restores those things back, that it's going to be like... <laughs> I mean, just like it never, it never stopped. Better than the first, better than it was in the beginning. Because that's how, that's our God. That's how he does things. So this topic, this podcast was placed on my heart to do. Because it's something that we all deal with. It's something that's not really talked about because we just feel that, well, I'm just going to handle it. You know, grieving and sorrow is something that we all deal with. You know, so I'm just going to do it. You know, um. But believe it or not, some never get over it and it causes them to act accordingly. You know, like I said, some have actually been placed in mental hospitals because they didn't process something the right way. So it's all about how you process things. You know, and there's been some uh, horrific things that's been going on <clears throat> in the news just all, all over the world. You know, with so many things going on at once for me, not in my life personally, but just seeing so much that's going on in the world, 
I said, Lord, I don't even know where to start. Where do I even start praying? Like, it's so much. You know, so then at that point, you got to really rely on, on, you know, on the Spirit of God to really help you to pray. Because you don't even know what to pray for at this point. Because there's so many needs. So you really have to rely on the Lord as, Lord, what do I pray for? But if you listen to this podcast and there's something you're experiencing, I want to pray with you right now. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you and I thank you, Lord God. Father God, I pray for each and every person that's listening to this podcast who may have experienced loss of something or someone in their life. Father God, I pray that you give them supernatural peace and joy in the name of Jesus. I pray that you give them a joy injection like never before, oh God. Fill up their hearts, oh God. Remove all emptiness in their hearts, all manner of sorrow and grief, Father. Your word says that you bore that on the cross for us. You bore our sins and carried our sorrows. Help us, Father, to resist those type of things, that extreme sorrow and grief that tries to come upon us and weigh us down. Because we know that your word says that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So, Lord God, we ask you to help us to walk uprightly before you, help us to trust in you, and we ask that you restore all things that were taken from us that was stolen from us by the enemy Lord we thank you for it we praise you for it peace in the name of Jesus I pray of each and every person we honor you Father in Jesus name we pray Amen thank you for tuning into this podcast God bless you I love you we'll talk next week